Today's episode of the FWZ Talk Podcast is brought to you by Winscribe, the virtual private network. Now, you may have heard what a VPN is, and no, it ain't for the people that want to troll, unless that's what you're into, but whatever. A VPN is a way to access content that maybe you're not able to access in your own country. Navigating the internet today is like exploring the ocean. Opportunities and things to see are endless, but suddenly you come across the Great Barrier Reef blocking your path. All that beautiful oyster you want is surrounded by fire coral. There's also predators to worry about. If you think you're being followed, you are by all kinds of creatures, and they want what you have. That is exactly what the internet is like. Most countries block access to websites to their own residents and travelers and monitor your social network activity. You're constantly being tagged and followed. Just bait for advertisers and marketers. When using public internet, your personal data is exposed. So, how would you like to open up digital oceans again and safely explore its treasures? Well, now you can by downloading Winscribe. Winscribe is a new and innovative two-in-one privacy solution that allows you to experience the internet as it should be, free from prying eyes and restrictions. The first part is a virtual private network that encrypts all your activity and provides you with a shared IP address. <laughs> address. That's the Sean Connery address. We're going to get the address. Address that helps you get lost in the crowd. You can travel anywhere, browse whatever you want, use email, Skype, and download files without fear of being targeted, tracked, and identified. Most websites have the ability to track you regardless of your IP address based on information supplied by your browser. Yeah, man. No, 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 Shannon, it's, it's not your bit yet. So the second tool blocks ads, beacons, and trackers even after you disconnect. Contrary to popular belief, no product can give you 100% protection. Yet Winscribe, simple and powerful tools will get you closer than anyone else. So you know what you got to do. you got to go get Winscribe today, baby. Winscribe.com, W-I-N-D-S-C-R-I-B-E.com. Now you can say it, Shannon. Yeah, man. The following is an FWZ Collection production. The FWZ Talk Podcast. FWZ Talk Podcast. FWZ Talk with the Jamco. The Jamco. The Jamco. On this edition of the FWZ Talk Podcast, those old chums from Forever and Movement are back to talk about the inner workings of Forever and Movement and all-round shenanigans. We're talking to Yuri Hontran, we're talking to Ron Bustaff, and we're talking to Omega Jackson, and it's coming up right now. Once again, back here with the members of FAM. We've got Yuri, we've got Omega, we've got uh, Ron Buster. Well, we uh, continue on down the road. We had on the last uh, edition, we went through the history 
of FAM talking about the start all the way up to right now. So if you are looking to check out the history of how it started and where it is now and all the uh, stops and starts in between, go back and check that part one out and come back to this part two as this is going to be more a little bit uh, in-depth on the people behind the show and also all the production values as well and just a hell of a lot of everything else. So before we do continue, uh, Ron, why do they call you Ron Buster? I mean, nobody calls me Ron Buster except me, apparently, because uh, it was basically just a stupid nickname I came up with when I was like, what, 11 years old and just stuck with it all the way through. Uh, if I had to start from it again, I definitely wouldn't call myself Ron Buster, but hey, since that's my shtick, I gotta, I gotta live with it now for the rest of my life. Uh, my grandchildren would be talking about how stupid their grandpa was calling himself that. Well, that's a kind of a, uh, a a nice thing in particular. Now, let's talk about uh, some of the individuals that are part of the roster in terms of uh, characters as well. Some people have come in and gone. Some people have stayed for a while. Now, you were mentioning to me, or you guys were talking together, about uh, the character of Rannick and that there was a, an, an initial different idea to what that character was going to be. Explain to me what you were, what you were thinking. Oh, God, I had to fight for the whole Rannick thing, I swear. Uh, so the initial idea, well, first it was greenlit, right? And, uh, you know, everything was going to be like, yes, what's going to be Rennick? But then people were telling, oh, Ron, maybe we shouldn't do that. It'll be too cheesy. I mean, then I went to an argument with them saying, oh, we, we, sh we can't do it because it's too anime. I'm like, first of all, anime is freaking awesome. And secondly, mm. that's what FAM is all about, you shtucks. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? So, uh, you know, I had to fight for it. But the second idea, which I, I, I flushed down the toilet after I got my bearings around it, was that he was actually going to be nobody, which is going to be like this random guy that was, you know, a general manager of FAM for, for, for no reason. I'm like, but but after all that hype, he was just going to be just some random guy behind the mask? Like, wh wh what? Wh where's the payoff? Where's the, where's the hype? Where's the point? You know, this, you know, why did we hide him as GM all this time? That was the case, you know. So I had to fight for it. Like, I had to freaking uh, get a lot of leverage on it. And uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, like always, I was right. You know, people loved it. And still consider it one of the best revelations, if not the best storyline FAM has ever produced. So, you know, it's it's good. Uh, you know, we made characters. Uh, we made a character out of Renick in just one, in just two minutes, actually. He went there, two minutes, whooped Rom's ass, and that's it. Removed the mask, people were hyped. That's it. And we kept on the consistency behind Renek being like this final boss, villain type of character all this time. So, it, it, you know, WWE doesn't do that nowadays with Braun Strowman and Rusev. You know, like, they introduce monsters, and then, then they just shred into, like, the sweet beans. But Renek, oh, he, he, he's still the bar, you know, let's put it that way. So when we talk about some of the characters in your shows... Are most of them, would you say, already creations of you, yourselves, or is pretty much the majority of the characters characters that other people have created that have come in? I mean, if you're talking about uh, storyline characters, like uh, old FAM guys, Guns, Guns, it was his character to begin with. You know, him being a Chris Jericho ripoff or an Edge ripoff. Me, I was a CM Punk ripoff. So we were all ripoffs of someone at, at one point. But yeah. then it just evolved to us adding more elements of our real life selves into it and just evolving according to the storyline. Like, let's Rom, for example. Rom came off as a CM Punk ripoff. So I go straight edge, right? And yeah. eventually, you know, 
since I was getting tired of the whole stale thing of like, oh, Rom being this baby face with no actual like redeeming charm to him, I just said, you know what? Screw the whole straight edge thing. Let's introduce a sort of uh, brokenness to him. Let's have him, you know, just be funky, you know, and then we introduced the whole Red Bull element, him going wacky, and I think it added that charm to him that it needed. So instead of a CM Punk ripoff, he just, he, he's now a guy just is wearing a edge tights and uh, wearing Johnny glass, Johnny Bravo glasses, and he's just drinking a lot of Red Bull and somehow is the the one that beat Rennick. So there you go. That's the story behind it. Well, there you go. When we talk about some of the shows you've done as well, because now it seems to be a bit more of a bigger production and a bigger production and it has to go sort of bigger and bigger and more people go behind it. Let's say you go to a story and you go to a show and you've got to create this new show, this weekly show, whatever it may be. What is the process for you in terms of creating it? Because when I look at something like that, I think, you know, of course, a show like myself, it's just me. So I know what I'm doing because I'm doing every single part because you are setting different tasks to different people because um, everyone's taking a little bit of a different part of the show, whether it be audio or recording or whatever else. What does the, the typical show, how does, what's that sort of routine for you? What do you do first and how does the idea of a show start from what you want the story to be to the finished product? The skeleton is the writing process. So before you even can hand out any any scene or any match to anybody, you have to make sure that we're all on board when it comes to making the scene happen. So after that, we make the, the script, and then we send it out to everybody who is, I guess, capable of either doing this scene or this match, You know, depending on their level of uh, experience. After that, it's just a case of catching up and making sure people are being updating uh, the production chat or the guys who are going to put everything together. And that's basically, right now, when it comes to the new FAM, at least, that's the whole challenge. Because like uh, Omega pointed out before, we have around nearly 40 people. And even though those numbers, you know, on paper sound great, in actuality, it makes it even harder for us to catch up because maybe some people might... You know, have you know, don't have the call necessary, so we have to get the person to upload their call up on CC and make sure it's re-uploadable. You know, we have to get people's, uh, I would say, tags. We have to get people's uh, voices, making sure they deliver to the right person in charge. Like, yes, you know, having a lot of people is good when it comes to you know you not doing a lot of editing, but when it comes to organizing, that just evolved to a whole new level. So yes, that's the biggest challenge when it comes to making these new shows, really. Because there's going to be a lot of things out of your hand, and when you, of course, we were talking about on the last part, when we were talking about it starting in the sort of early 2000s or 2010s, about it being something that was fun. Because now it's become a bigger, a bigger task, it's become a bigger show, and there's a lot more tools that are to the show. Does it not kind of ruin the fun for you in the sense that it becomes almost like a hassle or a chore because of how much goes into it? And it almost becomes this kind of this, not even a hobby, a sense, but kind of a, a work task. I mean, is there, is there times where you think to yourself, you know, I really can't be asked for this anymore because so much has to go into it. And it, it just becomes this kind of this, this kind of web of difficulties because there's just so much to the show now. Oh, for sure. And then I'm sure for everybody that's been doing call for the last eight years, we feel the same way. For me, at least, uh, the fun, the payoff is when it's all done. 
It's when the when you see the comments, when you see the live reactions, when you see the numbers, when you see the views, when you see yourself being featured by not only the YouTubers but by two K themselves. You know, that's the fun. Yeah. To say at least, you know, my efforts, my creation, my mindset, my ideas, my you know, my soul, my 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 passion is all being washed and being, you know, I would say appreciated by the people who are, you know, involved by sports entertainment, you know, that's the level because when I see the numbers and I'll say, oh, great, uh, you know, I'm, I'm famous or whatever. No, I say like, oh, okay, these people are enjoying what I do. And, you know, for example, if I see a pay-per-view, I say, oh, look, maybe 50,000 people, I made their day, you know, or I made their weekend because sometimes the freaking pay-per-views are as long as a weekend. So who knows? But Judging by the reaction and judging by the likes and judging by the analysis on the YouTube channel, a lot of people watch the whole show through and through, and they enjoy it. And that's what makes it that what that's what makes it fun for me, you know, just to see the ending. And yes, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of the fun. There's no fun when it comes to recording and highlight reel. I can promise you, anybody who has been doing highlight reels for a while can tell you highlight reel is is not fun or even sound yes. design, sound designing for me. Oh my god. And, 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 I'm sorry I introduced it. I'm sorry, but someone someone's going to do it eventually. It was just me that had to introduce it back in 2012, and I regret it. But uh, like I said, you know, it's it's not fun. It's not fun creating, but it's fun when your creation is done. You know, yeah. it's not fun cooking something grand. If you look at Hell's Kitchen, for example, you know, when Gordon Ramsay is yelling at the, you know, we're Gordon Ramsay's and the, the, the freaking production guys are the rest of the cooks. When they're cooking, they're not having fun. I promise you that. But when it's all done, and Gordon Ramsay gives them the smile and the thumbs up. That's when it's fun. And, you know, besides the fact they're being watched by millions, I think that's fun as well. So, yes, <laughs> answer that question. Production, not fun. Ending, fantastic. Bro, I'm like the Gordon Ramsay that just has gets tired of all the things and just cooks it himself. True. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, gee, like, like, sometimes where it's just like, okay, this guy is not taking, it's taking us too long to, get this done yuri can you do it fucking on it <laughs> that's yeah your, exactly that's your job like, now, that, you're just like the bitch of everyone now yeah just get yeah it's like do it do it boy yeah yeah exactly there, there's always one word that always comes to mind when it comes to a show like fam and that's commitment mm. if your commitment is there you will you push yourself through the limits and push yourself through the stress in order to get what you want out and that's the result of like rom said the views the the clicks the comments and how much this show meant to them how much it made that day all those sort of things i mean i remember i mean i had a chat with you before uh the interview jemco yeah. on yeah there was once a time a couple months back, I in the sixty hours I had, I only slept for about maybe six of those hours because I was on the computer working on FAM. Yeah. And if you, if I didn't have that commitment to the show and the wanting to prove that we can make something that will make people happy and enjoy and escape the crazy world that it is especially today then i wouldn't have been able to push through it you know yeah 
So when we talk about that, then uh, one of the things I find uh, quite interesting, I think this is a good topic to, to bring up, especially some people who, who maybe you were younger, who look at this as something that they quite like as a pastime. They may see Forever in Movement as kind of like the ultimate goal to get into. So I'm talking more from a, a character perspective rather than working on the production side. If they wanted to get into FAM, what kind of things do you look for in a new character? I mean, if you're talking to about character, we're talking about you know people who are actually willing to, no, like they, they're willing to adapt. As in, okay, we've already have this amount amount of certain characters. We have a lot of like intimidating characters, dark characters, or even just normal characters. You know, we have all that. We are trying to look for people who bring something new to the table. And I'm not talking about oh, look at me, I'm an edge lord, but not, but you know. I can. I have. Uh, I don't know. I'm from this place. Like I'm green. Like no, man. You have to be something that people that will bring smiles to people's faces. That's the whole point, and it makes sense. And look, it's easy for us to book you. You know, we want characters that when we write, we it, it puts a smile on our faces, knowing that it's all going to click, it's all going to work, and it's all going to make other people smile besides us. Yeah. So when it comes to character, that's what we're looking for. When it comes to members, members, I'd say we're mostly looking forward to dedicated members who are willing to come in to help produce the show. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the level of uh, Yuri, for example, because there's only so many people that can do that. But I'm just <laughs> talking about even as, as, even as something as uh, writing, even as something as recording a certain clip, even as, as something as highlight feel, or even audio, just just anything that can help the show more or less. You know, anybody's more welcome to at least. You know, attempt to try and uh, become a part of the production team, but that—that's all. There's the character, yeah. and then there's the staff. If you want to join the character side of things, you know, you you know what we're looking for. If you want the staff side of things, you know what we need. Gotcha. Let's go over to our old uh, old Norfolk boy Yuri, who is uh, once again on the sideline. He's going to get uh, he's going to get his moment, baby, on this spot. He's going to get a star get moment. Star moment. Yes, finally. <laughs> So when we talked about you sort of being a newer member coming into the, the show and things like that, do you, of course, it's going to be a big task to be doing a lot of the recording for the FAM side. What kind of shows are you checking out right now in CAW? Uh, um, well, I've been mainly watching uh, yeah, SWW. So ah, far, yes. Ah, yes. Cool. Uh, yeah, 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 but boys, Shannon and Everett Creed on here. Yeah. Uh, last time yeah. Uh, and yeah I also watch uh, Jam every now and then when it comes up mm -hmm. um, entertaining stuff but uh, I don't really uh, ROX is also a good watch sometimes as well um, but other than that I don't really watch like a handful of core stuff because I've mainly been working on FAM so let's talk about you sort of working on FAM because I know that's something that uh, is, is something you do a lot of in, in it. When you, as, as Omega was saying, you're a guy that when they can give you a task, you're very quick to do so. Are you quick with the task because you kind of focus on that and nothing else? Or are you just a quick worker? It's a bit of both, really. Because um, like that, that's just how I've been, been wired to do uh, with, like, with work stuff. Um, plus... Um, uh, I think like a lot of people in the in the roster and in the production would agree with me is that uh, when I joined FAM, I wanted to be the one that helps to get the shows out 
a lot faster. So I just had the mentality, like, the quicker this thing gets done, the quicker uh, the show is finished and can get out. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I have the goal of trying to get, like, more than two pay-per-views a year out for FAM. <laughs> Hence why I quite happily offer up to do many tasks and make people worry about me and burning out and stuff but i'm just like nah it's fine it's fine yeah well we gotta be careful with that because everybody has a little breaking point trust me i've 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 been through at least five leaders or even six leaders i'm the only one still standing because i know how to pace myself uh you, you know we need to uh be realistic but yeah. you know yeah, 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 yeah. far you know yuri, so far yuri is, is keeping up so i'm like yo the big boy you know like, he's doing the, he's doing the big like i've only took like a week break from everything and, and i'm already back on like my horse like just yeah. galloping through all of the fields real quick you know yeah he is what is this uh joke i think i heard that was something to do with jinder mahal Oh, <laughs> the birth of J.A.M. <laughs> Are you all uh, uh, hardcore fans of Jinder Mahal? Is that right? Is that right? No. I am. He took a selfie with me and, I, you know, he, he even took the phone from me and took the selfie for me. So there wow. you go. It's, a, it's it's incredible. I can even send it to you if you want to put it on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Like, uh, that, it, it's definitely amazing, and mind you, back then I actually had hair, so I, 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 I still cry about it. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bittersweet for me that picture, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's Jinder, man. And, he, and you know, on the right side of his shoulder, you can clearly see this—you know—the strap side of the of the WWE Championship. So he, and it's a funny story actually. We were in a 2K event, and uh, you know there was Snoop Dogg there and Sasha Banks, and everybody was paying attention to them. And poor Jinder was in the corner <laughs> standing. Nobody's paying attention to him. And he's holding the freaking WWE Championship on his left shoulder. And I just went up totally the WWE Championship. It was the WWE Championship. You know, he was in 2017. That's where it was. He was holding that thing proud and all. Like, hey, you know, I'm the champ still here. You know, it, it kind of felt like, yo, how Jericho was the first undisputed champion. He was just like, nobody was there to congratulate him. So... I went there at least said, hey, congratulations, and can I take a picture? He, he was so happy that he got at least one guy congratulating him that he took to my cell phone and took the selfie for me. It was great. It was great. Not who, great for him, but it was for me. Who else uh, Who else did you meet at that party? Uh, there were a lot of guys. Seamus, Xavier Woods, uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, the YouTubers obviously were there. Uh, dude, the, the, I swear to God. Every interviewer in the 2K party were like fighting to get an interview for with these guys. Like yeah. we did, we stand no chance. There were like pe people like 20 microphones <laughs> coming yeah. in. Have you ever been to like a like a, a European or even a, a, an Irish bar where they're like fighting for like oh give me one, give me one, give me a pipe? You know, like it's, <laughs> that's how it was. You know, with this it was a little was cluster but enjoyable. It yeah. really was. We're going to head over to uh, Omega Jet. Don't worry, Yuri. I'll come back to you. You will get some more moments. Don't worry. We're going to head over to uh, Omega, oh, yeah. Omega Jackson. And one of the things I had a conversation with, with a, a few Australian members of uh, the podcast, we were talking about uh, 
as I mentioned with uh, Ron Buster about Italians and professional wrestling, uh, I've spoken to many people uh, who are Australians on the show about professional wrestling in Australia. And it seems something that was something that I researched that something that's quite big, but something that doesn't have a lot of attention on it. And I know there's been a few people that have come out of it that have gone to um, WWE, of course, and that's what's kind of seen it as that. Uh, and everybody talks about the uh, the wonderful event, which is the, uh, the, the Hulkamania event. Let the battle begin! Uh, which was yeah. a, a tour through uh, Perth, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, or I, I got heat before because I said Melbourne wrong. It's Melbourne, but uh, apologise for that. Uh, yeah, all good. What um, what kind of scenes do you pay attention to in that? Because they, of course there were there were certain uh, tours that of course the American shows have done, but also mm. a lot of homegrown uh, talent as well from some of the, uh, the the shows such as you know like the, the generation superstars of wrestling those kind of ones as well nah yeah um well i mean a simple um quick little fun fact um i was um I'm, i've been a professional wrestler in the australian scene for about four or five years um so i've i've been a, around a bit in the australian wrestling scene and it's exactly what people say australian wrestling it it is a it is becoming a big thing it's the attention that we need mm. um like one of one of the bigger points that really boosted up the attention of the australian scene was uh robbie eagles and will osprey yeah, they decided to partner up and practically help promote the Australian scene. Um, P P W A Pro Wrestling Australia, which I worked in for a little bit, um, we did a sort of like a partnership deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling, where they would bring in some of their guys to come in uh, to our shows, and this was where Robbie Eagles really came up uh, from. I mean, he's one of the head trainers, so he was able to get the connection, um, and through that we've been slowly starting to get international eyes which is always a great thing yeah um it's the thing like australian australian wrestling is big but we don't have many true organizations there is really about five or six there's awf australian asian pro uh, uh wrestling federation um dub s dub western sydney wrestling uh pwa pro wrestling australia mwa uh, which I still get in contact a bit, Melbourne Wrestling Australia, and a couple of others. And, yeah, like I, I check up on those guys quite a bit. And, yeah, and actually, f funny story. I was doing a tour with um, I think Australian Asian uh, Wrestling Federation uh, around Australia. We were doing a tour, like, around Christmas. And... Um, Will Ospreay was a part of the card for Perth. So, uh, yeah, because he sometimes shows up and helps us out by using his international following to help boost up the attention on the wrestling scene and that. So uh, he went over to Perth and, yeah, I got to meet him. We got to chat backstage and all that. So really nice guy. Um, and it was a funny story, which I still get DMs from my mates within FAM about uh, known as the pineapple story, which is uh, so uh, after the show in Perth, we decided to go out for, uh, pizza 
because, of course, what you do with a bunch of wrestlers are hungry, you go for the Why not? Um, so we decided to uh, grab some pizzas. We were all picking out, oh, what pizza you want, or oh, I'll have a meat lovers or whatever. And Will Ospreay, and it still shocks me to this day, he says, oh, can I get a Hawaiian with extra pineapple? Every single person, there was about six or seven of us, we looked at Will and we just shook our heads. We said, how in the hell are you going to have pine, not only pineapple, but extra pineapple on pizza? And <laughs> we were sitting in the park eating our pizza and we were just staring at this guy who was an international star in the wrestling world eating a extra pineapple Hawaiian pizza. I am, My, one, and, I am one of the yeah. rare people that uh, likes pineapple on pizza. I don't see what the hate is. <sighs> God. Wow. Let's cancel this interview. I'm done with this. I literally said to Will, I looked at him, he, and he had the pizza halfway through his mouth, and he just bought it and I said, what, what, what's up? And I just looked at him, and I had... You see here, yeah, and I raised my hand and I was like, this is my respect for you now. And I just dropped it all the way down. It's like unbelievable. Well, but um he deserves it. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I sometimes tease him a bit whenever I see him. But um yeah, like like I said to answer your question from before, Australian scene is big, but again, it's all about the eyes. We just need yeah. to continue building up that reputation and uh, more attention so the US, the UK, those sort of guys can really look into us. Sure. I want you to, at the end of this podcast, I want you to do a really like angry Italian fuck you. That, that's how we're going to end this podcast. But that will I'm, not, I'm not Italian, but I'll try. But I'll, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do my old catchphrase I'll do it if you want. Oh, no, not the old catchphrase. <laughs> Go on, do it. All right. For those on Twitter, are always trying to bully me and bullying at VM. I just got one question. Why? (laughs) (laughs) He always said that back in 2009. By God, my ears were already destroyed back then. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That came out of the field. Jesus Christ. Well, that was going to come to my next point, but on a a serious note, as as plain as this question is, especially for you guys in particular, how are your guys' mental health? Because the reason I ask this question is, especially for you, Rom, in the daytime, you got the... And my mum's a teacher as well, so, of course, there's a lot of mental stress that goes through, you know, dealing with kids and the mental side of stuff and special needs and all those kind of things as well. And then you come to this kind of stuff and then you've got all the sort of BS from, from doing all the reception and then doing the show and putting everything like that. Especially where... Of course, being a show where you would get quite a lot of negative stuff from people online and kind of having to bat all this stuff off and then dealing with the show as well. How is that? Because, you know, sometimes maybe the understanding of fans or even how we deal with stuff in this this community or the CAW world where maybe the criticism isn't done in the most mature way. It can be done in the snide way, the smart-ass comments, the, you know, the trolling, whatever it is like that. So it's especially your guys, you know, how are you? how are you feeling mentally? Uh, that's why it takes so long for us to put a show up because, at least from my end, I can't keep on going to work every day, going, going, uh, waking up at five, uh, arriving at seven, then coming back at three p.m. and then 
having to scroll down and hit check update. That's why it takes so long. I can barely do it. Yeah. And where the shows are done, you know, they're done because we are trying to work with 40 people or so in production and making sure that everything's done. So, yes, man, if we are going for full-time FAM, I would be deranged right now, honestly, yeah. if I had a full-time job like that. But that's why I even mm-hmm. pointed out when I first brought it back, I couldn't do this uh, all the time. As a matter of fact, you know, I could barely do it uh, on the weekdays. On the weekends, I'll be definitely, you know, uh, watching like a freaking hawk. But, you know, during the weekdays when school starts back up uh, in September 28th, at least from Malta, you know, I couldn't be around. And, you know, that's for the sake of my mental health more so. So, yes, you know, but my mental health is fine. I wouldn't worry about that too much uh, yet, at least. Hopefully, you know, nothing else comes around or the channel gets deleted again. Because otherwise, you know, I'll, I'll freaking riot. I'll freaking cause a scene in Malta and then travel all the way to, to Australia and strangle some Aussie here. Maybe Kingdom, not not you, uh, Jackson. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Well, I guess uh, I just look at it from a sense of, you know, well, I'm guessing it's a vague question, but, you know, when you're dealing with that in your, in your personal life and then you're also doing that as a as a pastime, you know, you kind of need to unwind, you know. And this isn't exactly the most healthiest thing to unwind with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. That's why, like I said, yeah. I don't, I don't even do it well much. I just, we just try to keep, uh, we try to keep a good balance, a good healthy uh, balance. So maybe I'll do when I come back from work, I chill out a bit. Maybe I'll check on the updates. Maybe I'll check on who needs to be given what, so they can make a certain scene or match. Uh, give the commentary a little whirl, but that's about it. Really, I can't do much. Sure. Yeah, but, but it's not balanced with me. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, exactly with Yuri. Yuri's just a beast. But like beast. one of the things that the I I guess I think most of the fans understand where we're coming at, but there are people out there that don't actually truly understand of as you said, uh Jemko, how it does become a mental drain. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. I am eighteen years old. And yet, I wake up every day, 6.30 in the morning, I log on my laptop, and I am checking emails, checking DMs, sorting out scripts, sorting out bookings and all that. I maybe in the spam of the six or seven hours I'm on the laptop, I maybe have a half break off of it. And it does become a mental drain, but it's that sort where yet again I'll, I'll go back to my previous statement where because we're at that point where we are FAM we are the the number one eFed there is that line of expectation and we try to do it as best we can without us going overboard but sometimes we have we have to go overboard in order to catch up or in order to hopefully stick with the schedule and I hope that the fans understand this that this is why you know uploads don't show up exactly when they're said they are because as rom says you know we may have 40 people but there's 40 people there that all have their own lives that all have something else to do like family and friends other than a video game show that they do for no money so i guess mm-hmm. then it brings the ultimate question how long does fam go on for i mean uh you know until 
Unless another Unite 2.0 happens, I don't see anything, you know, stopping FAM's uh, story to continue. Because, like I said, we have a we 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 plan a lot of things ahead. We even plan the skeletons for anniversary six, so and we plan on doing that. So unless something yeah, comes along, I, I don't see us stopping really. Yeah, I'm already I'm already a bit into season three, which is if you're talking about time wise, that's about maybe four five years from now. In terms of scripts and storylines and that, yeah. So, and you're you just a beast, uh, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just no. Yeah, um, like my mental state right now, like I'm, I'm in a good place right now, but is there's like you know, eventually everything d- does get get to me. Uh, sure. Hence why I did eventually finally take a much needed week break um, from everything, uh, yeah. and then so I was like playing other games, just relaxing, and then Tuesday come around, I have a mega's like, "Hey, so you're back, right? Here's all of this to do now." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, oh god. So here's an ultimate. Here's an ultimate question that uh, that that kind of. In a sense, is weird. This is directed at you, Ron Buster. Let's say I, I asked the question about how long does Fam go on for. Let's say you personally say, you know what, I'm done. I'm uh, I'm finished now. That's that. Who ultimately takes your place? That's why I want these two uh, big boys to become grand big boys now. Hopefully, you know, these are the guys. You know, that's why I want this guy to become the next viewer, and I want Yuri here to become the next. You know, he's already a big dog. I want to become Cerberus, you know? So yeah. hopefully this will be able to get the job done. Sure. Okay. Uh, one thing I will add is that if there is a time when FAM decides to go thing, it may be the time that we maybe implement FAM into, I don't know, maybe the real world. Uh, I'm just saying there, there's been discussions between a couple of us on some ideas with our dream uh, careers that we're going to build up and we may implement some FAM storylines. FAMPW. Come and yeah. say. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Stop leaking, man. How did you know about that? <laughs> because it was me that deleted the channel many years ago. <laughs> that was fine. Yuri. <laughs> Okay, so we are in half an hour to our uh, our old conversation with FAM. So now we're going to be heading down our old famous Q&A. Everybody loves our Q&A. Um, we're going to go to each individual to the questions, as always. So I always say two questions that are directed at every single person. We've got the questions on that. And then I've brought three individual questions for you. But I'll probably spread them out across uh, all three. So... We'll go to Yuri, and then Omega, and then Rom. So, Yuri, first of all, the ultimate question that I ask everybody, the two questions. Yuri, who is the most overrated CAW? Ah, shit. Um, uh, Really putting me on the hot seat right now, aren't you? Yes. Mm. (laughs) I honestly need to think about this. Just say it's me and get it over with. Now I gotta say it's Rannick. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I think the others might need to. to All right, fine. We'll go back to you, Yuri. Yuri. So we'll jump Pulling onto a creed Omega. right now. <laughs> we'll jump onto Omega. God, okay. Most overrated core. There's so many cores out. There. Like you're talking about a probably probably got more cores than there are like. Fucking wrestlers. Um, most overrated core. Hmm. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think because the the thing the thing with core is that it's a very much group by group thing. Sure. Like I think um I said this to a, I think I may have even said this to you, uh, Jemke, is that there are people that will stand out. Yeah. in a core community that will be universally accepted. I mean, back in 2018, there was realistically like maybe the the three or four uh, big cores, which was, uh, you know, the Alchemy Angels, uh, Desmond Cruz, who was really big at the time, um, Cody Hale and Octo Schweinsteiger. Schweinsteiger. You know, Exactly. Um, big, sexy German lad. Um, <laughs> but in, that, that's the thing that really comes... I mean... Ooh, ah, Man, I've got, him. I've got him at the edge of the seats, people. You're really getting a Right, okay, so, Rob, do you have an answer? I do. It's simple. All of the seven deadly sins, including Rene. Nobody has even seen their faces yet, and they're all they're talked about. If that's not the definition of overrated, <laughs> now I, I'm I'm about I'm about to really piss off Rom this one. Most yeah. overrated core, the chef. No, you <laughs> take that back. <laughs> the pinnacle of entertainment. He's not even a wrestler, Rom. He's not even a wrestler. He's a cook. You don't even call it. So he's not, he's not even an operated car. Because car is created a wrestler. He's not even a wrestler. So there you go. Yeah, Your whole point. part of the game. He was made from a creator wrestler game mode. That, so he no, is technically no, a creator wrestler. No, no wrong. No, you are, no, you are no, objectively no, wrong. Okay. You are so because it's called. It, it's called create a superstar, <laughs> not create a wrestler. So boom in your face, <laughs> man. Wow. The chef is the best, all right? He is our go-to guy when we need to uh, trim the fat. And he does it well, all right? That's all we got to say. Well, I didn't know that would create so much heat, so we're back to you. Are you, yeah. are you figuring it out? I think the most overrated person I'll say... Uh, Everett Creed. I'll go with him. Really? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? J just to piss him off, really. I don't really have a reason for it. Okay, I just fine. want to say that just to piss him off. So on the flip side, as we always do, we're going to then flip and say the most underrated. So back to you, Yuri, the most underrated CW. Uh, it's got to be my boy, Eamon. Eamon Drake. Like, Eamon Drake, sure. Eamon Drake, sure. Uh, he's just the most wholesome boy you'll ever meet, and... Like he, he really wants the the best for this community and like like people keep on overlooking him and it's just sad to see. Like I wanna see more of him in places. 
Over to you, Omega. Underrated. I think I've got to agree with um, Yuri on this one. Like, there's not, like I said, there's not, there's just never a lot of people come up to my mind when it comes to that. But I think, yeah, Aim and Drake, or even, um, oh god, who, uh, what was his name before? There was, um, oh, I can't even remember him now. God damn. <laughs> but I, think, I, think, I know it's so underrated. I've even forgotten who. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Uh, no, nah, I'd have to say Arm and Drake is very much underrated as hell. Arm and Drake, we're putting you over on this kid. Over to you, mm. Rom. I got, I got uh, three. I got Masai. Uh, well, Arm and Drake is one, and now Amon, uh, Now we have uh, Big Dick Yuri and Omega Jackson. Now these guys are uh, underrated, and they will be overrated by the time they're done. So there you go. Wow! Oh, just stroke my ego Look even more, baby. No, Rom, Rom. Uh, no, sorry, Yuri. This is just a ploy for to do more work for him. This is just a ploy. You guys know me too well now. Okay. I'm about to crack the belt. <laughs> so I, I said you're underrated. But get to work, boy. <laughs> yeah, bring, it bring it out. All right, you got me. Fine. Let's go to the questions that are specifically uh, selected for you guys. We're going to start with you, Omega Jackson, this time. So the question is, if Harry Potter was based in Australia, what would be different? He would be an alcoholic. He would not have a wand. He would have a simple Stanley knife. Um, he would probably call everyone a cunt. <laughs> um... <laughs> And instead of fighting Voldemort, he would probably fight against the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> we should call a, a Dumbledore Dundidor. Yeah, exactly. Over to Rom. This is actually going to be more uh, more about sort of being bilingual a little bit. Um, has speaking several uh, different languages allowed you to do things that you wouldn't have necessarily been able to do if you spoke just one language? I mean, in Malta, you kind of have to learn English, so it's kind of, uh, you know, good. Well, unlike my dad. My dad doesn't even know how to say stop, so I don't know. And he's doing just fine. So I guess it, it depends. If you want to stay in Malta, you, you just, you know, stick to Maltese. But if you want to do anything outside of Malta, you have to learn English. Uh, learn uh, English, so... You know, with that, uh, it, it's easy. It's really easy because, you know, the universal language being English, it was very fine, especially in America. Oh, that helped me a lot, especially the fact, you know, I'm actually different from other Maltese guys. So I'm already unique in the fact that I'm Maltese and there's not many of us around the world. But the right. fact that I'm also different because my, uh, my uh, experience with talking to everybody kind of changed my accent to the point mm -hmm. where even people from my country think I'm American or Canadian or something. They don't think I'm even Maltese. So I'm like the, the the black sheep of the black sheep family. So I don't know what to tell you. So uh, it's, it's very unique in my case, but it's easy because multilingual makes it more easier to, number one, get a job, uh, get more in communication with people, talk to people online, even if they don't even know uh, who you are or what you, what it is that you came there to do. It's much more easier. Would you be able to give us a rendition of the Maltese hymn, the national anthem? 
Oh boy. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. This thing should have changed a while ago. But all right, here I go. Lomlita <laughs> Oh god. Oh god, it, it makes me wanna again. Ah god. I don't even know what it means. The but, last uh, time I heard Rom speak Maltese was the Pandora face reveal. Still, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't had Sigma Like, oh my god, that was actually a good. Oh yeah, that, I like that. But, it's strange, man. It's a freaking hybrid. It's a hybrid of Italian, English, uh, Arabic, and Italian, and uh, I think even a bit of Russian in there. Holy I've, crap! I've, so we, we've stolen a lot. I've got to say though, like I, I like Maltese, but the the best language. Well, I, I mean, for me, since I'm able to speak it, is of course Maori. Because by God, it's so funny. Because like one of the very common phrases in Maori sounds like "fuck," so it's like like "fuck" is actually like one of the most common words that you'll hear in a sentence. So it's like oh, tirote fakotoima fakoi mo yeah, yeah. And you just have those white, you just have those white boys just be like. Is he doing this for a joke? Is he swearing? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> when you, uh, I'm, 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 just, I'm more, I'm more fascinated by uh, sort of people that live on sort of particular islands and different things like that, and and sort of the, the geography. So you living in uh, in Malta in particular, what kind of things would you do on a day where you just kind of wanted to go outside and unwind? You well, since it's so freaking small, like I said, the island is literally twelve miles long. You can you can be in the middle of the damn thing, and in fifteen minutes you can be next to the seaside or just just swimming. Yeah, you can. We in in five minutes I can walk to the freaking uh, garden. Like we have a national garden there. At that point, we can play with with the swing sets. We can play with anything. We can even play with the sand. Uh, we have like the so called. Uh, party section, I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's, we have the New York section all the way, it's called Slima, where there's a lot of, like, uh, parties, techno, people beat up, the policemen have to do their job for once, you know, all this sort of thing all over there. Uh, there you know, we can do pretty much anything we want. The difference is uh, God, which we call over here the Big G. Uh, big, loves G. big G. Big the G. Big G. Like, big G's philosophy. Big G, the big G, the inside joke is that the big G is actually the the a wrestling booker, and he's been booking 2020 to be the greatest year ever when it comes to ratings. So wow. he's doing a good job so far in that aspect. But for Malta, he hasn't even touched it yet because we had we, we don't have any earthquakes, we don't have any hurricanes, we don't have any catastrophes of any sort of stuff. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you heard this, but did you hear like some thunder coming out from from my uh, uh, microphone like five minutes ago? I don't know I if you heard that. Happened. All right, yeah. but it, there was like a thunderstorm that only lasted for five minutes, and that's the extent. There you go. It's it's shining now because uh, mm. the the big G doesn't like. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Get along with it. So, you know, it's fun. It's fun being in Malta. I really got nothing to complain about this country, other than the fact that it's small as hell, and we have, we are so big in our eyes that we instead of holding an election in in four years, we hold it every five years. You know, we're bigger than America, my man. It's, we have more responsibilities. So, you know, we got to have five years each term for the well, So there you go. Well, you guys have a prime minister and a president. Yes, we do. One mm. guy does every 
thing where the other guy just sits there and smiles. There you go. <laughs> kind of like uh, kind of like America a little bit, but you know, we'll move on. So, ooh, so topical. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> ah, America. Ah, I can't wait to see what happens in two months. Let's not go. There. I I had a whole I had a whole podcast with a guy called the Dark. We we went through all politics, American politics. We did it all, and afterwards, I just thought to myself, man, what a fucking headache. Oh. <laughs> man. Uh, well, you you got. Uh, that was my. Well, let's put it that way. I mean, yeah, let's let's be frank, man. America, they always set themselves up for failure, and uh, you know, this year they put <laughs> the the match card. This year is is you know. Whoops, I did it again. Let's put it that way. By the way, uh, Rom, how many languages do you actually speak? Uh, I guess I, I can say three, but it's actually two and a half. Because you see, I, I speak English, Maltese, and Italian. But the difference is Italian, I can understand it, but I can't speak it. You know, because oh, okay. it's, it's very like twisted. So, but I understand it. So, uh, I can't I can't speak it though. Very very difficult. Okay, Yuri, what is the most inoffensive thing you've seen someone get offended by? Fucking, uh, uh, fuck, ah, uh, fuck, what is it? Ah, uh, there, there is a story, it's right there, but, <laughs> um, fuck, what do you sound like you're in pain? Because it hurts so much to experience it, but it's like, like my mind is blocking it out. Like I can't exactly remember bits and pieces of it. So it's like, <laughs> um, for fuck's sake, this is actually annoying me that I can't remember it. Do we have to come back to you again, Yuri? No, I'll just say like another another story was like, you know, a typical Karen not liking wearing a mask in a shop I mean like through a proper fucking hissy fan and shit it's just <laughs> it's like why why get mad that everyone else is not trying to get a disease <laughs> okay then <laughs> yeah nothing special I mean so we will go through our second round back to uh, Omega what is the very first thing you remember seeing or reading on the internet? Oh god. Um Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Keep it clean, please. Uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Um I will just say three words. If people know what it is. Then they know if they does, don't. Does don't it involve a cup? Huh? <laughs> does it involve a cup and possibly? No, 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 no. no. Oh, God. no. Uh, yeah, three, three simple words. Uh, the Bjork stalker. I have no uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll just say that. I'm not looking it up. I'm not looking it up. So, and I don't advise anyone to either, just in case it's uh, messed up. Relate. Back to Rom. If you were given a chance to revive a person, an extinct animal, or anyone, or anything that is no longer with us, but at the cost of your life, who 
or what would you trade your life for? Ah, my old life? Shit, I probably revive myself again. Holy crap, I'm too valuable for this thing. You can't Jeez. do that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so someone comes to you at the pearly. So, someone comes to you at the pearly gates and goes wrong. You can revive someone. Who are you going to revive? Yeah, I'll revive myself. And then he thinks, yeah. oh, "Hang on a minute, that don't make sense. Could just kill you." Yeah, well, I'll revive you again. And that's the deal, right? I mean, uh, you know, you already killed <laughs> me. Didn't say he couldn't. I mean, it depends, really. I'm lucky enough to, I mean, to not have uh, that many close relatives pass away from me yet. So. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, common sense would say, you know, revive, you know, the, your family or your friends, you know, obviously. But so far, you know, luckily I haven't experienced that hardship yet. But if, you know, if I'm already dead, you know, I'll obviously revive my grandparents again. You know, that's sure. for a fact. Okay. Over to Yuri, if we get a, a good answer this time. Oof. We'll, we'll, we'll okay, I get it. I'm not an exciting person. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't mean it like that. Let's go to one that I think is uh, going to be a, a good, good, uh, good one for you, especially. What gives you faith in humanity? Fucking Fucking philosophical question. Oh, my Fucking nothing. <laughs> 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 this man's well, evil. <laughs> but like, I, I got no faith, man. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's just another ending. Just the, fuck ups. There's a really good quote from someone. I forgot exactly who, but someone said, "The day the internet was made." Humanity was lost. Yes. <laughs> People do not need the entire history of the world's information in their hand. That yeah. that just brings way too many questions and way too many issues. <laughs> Back last round to Omega Jackson and V3. We've been talking to the members of Forever Movement, and we'll be going home soon. Of course, you can check out the part one where we talk about the history of FAM. We're currently in our Q&A round, last round, going back to uh, Omega Jackson now, last round. And that is more of a situational question. President Trump tells you that you need to build a wall between two countries. Where do you build that wall? This is going to be a very ins like more Australian joke. But Australia and Tasmania. Now I'll sort of, I'll sort of explain I'll sort of explain it. Tasmania is a state of Australia, right? But for like over a decade, two decades, Tasmania has been petitioning to become an independent country. Okay. And Australia is like, get rid of them, please, <laughs> make them an independent country. Screw Tasmania. So I, I'll just do that. I'll just a, a war between us two because gotcha. Tasmania is poop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have, they got the Tasmanian devil on their side. So <laughs> Tasmanian devil. <laughs> Rom, if your penis knew martial arts, what color would its belt be? <laughs> 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 
I mean, it, I mean, the, 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 I mean, listen, the, the, the belt would originally be black, but after some moves, it turns white. So I don't know what the. Oh, uh, see, uh, I did that very quick, very witty, man. It, that was great, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, right. He almost like ruined my uh, my little joke there with his little. Uh, but I'll give it to you. Uh, back to <laughs> back to Yuri once again. Uh, last question. You're gonna you're gonna be ending the whole round and uh, kind of a, I'm no pressure, man. I'm gonna give you another deep question. What is a lesson is a... that you've learned too late in life? Ah, shit. Well, here we go again. Here we go again. Christ. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the lesson I've learned too late in life. Oh, fucking preparing an answer for a question. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I need to learn that. I've yet to learn that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's true. But uh, anyways, we are heading home now. We've been talking to the members of Forever Movement on a two-parter. It's been great talking to them on some insight on old uh, Forever Movement. Their season's going to be coming soon. You can catch them on Twitter. You can catch them on YouTube. Those links will be in the podcast descriptions. And we will obviously promote all the other social media parts as well, including their personal social medias as well. But as I always say, we're heading down the road now. Before we go, any uh, any last things you guys want to say? Any uh, particular things? Promote anything? Well, you can always bully me on Twitter, so please do. I can't get a lot of that. So besides that, uh, we have our events coming soon, like you said. You know, we are going to be... Uh, that's the, the reason why they're taking so long. Like, we address is because we got to make sure that they are up to standards. People will not be disappointed. I'll say that much. So, yes, you know, keep an eye out for those. Well, all right, yeah. then. And, um, yeah, you can just check down my stuff in the description i uh and you know i'll i'll help rom out i'll help plug his thing um go check out the uh uh bust and bash podcast isn't it yep yes That's the title. Yes. Yeah, yeah go check it out it's cameron bash and rom buster they're doing a nice little podcast however it's insignificant compared to the podcast i am doing i am doing a uh podcast called the no cell podcast which has me william kingdom octo schweinsteiger and also dna we are just a bunch of blokes that like to shit talk about the current state of wrestling and talk about the wacky and goofy shit of the past of wrestling so i'll be sure to uh put down the give you guys the link and uh yeah come check us out i would ask and if you want Yuri. a bunch of jobbers there you go it's the perfect yeah. perfect place for jobber listening wow. i would uh, i would ask i would ask i would ask you yuri i would ask you yuri promote something but you probably have no idea do you <laughs> i mean there's the hunt there's the hunter family channel that uh, i'm i'm part of oh uh, speaking of jobbers holy crap i'm sorry jackson i i meant to say this oh god yeah <laughs> God dang it! If you have a podcast for jobbers, go watch the Hunter Family. There you go. The, uh, uh, what a what, what a nice pride. way! What a nice way! My to huge end. pride that you were stroking <laughs> just uh, before. Anyways, appreciate you three coming up on the podcast. Yeah, you know was... you don't want to go work for me. <laughs> See this? You, you know you're proving yourself wrong to be a bit of a dictator. You know you're not coming across well. Yeah, yo, I'm amazing. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Even, even with that too we're going home now 
we uh, appreciate these three coming up on the podcast. We will see you real soon. And do check out the first part of this podcast as well, as well as the social media links that will be in this podcast. And as I always <laughs> say, stay safe and be good to one another. See you soon. See you. Bye. Say bye, Rob. Ah, oh, god dang it. If I ain't bye. Be respectful, <laughs> Rob. For fuck's <laughs> Unbelievable. The FWZ Talk Podcast is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection channel. Yeah, man.